Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. I am so excited, um, but let's let's start with something, uh, a question basically. Most You know that most of us carry around some kind of traumatic chains, wounds, whatever um, you want to call them, that really bind us um, in such a way that we can't live a fully successful life, whether those chains are victimhood or something similar. But to be honest with you, insight into those chains really can help us to let go of them, to heal them, and to move on to not only empowering our lives, but also opening up ourselves to even more self-discovery abilities and greater and greater success in our lives. So today I have my favorite heavy metal psychic here to show us how. So let's welcome Melissa Bruce to the show. Melissa, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here again. Oh, it's so great to have you here. You always bring us something new and different and a whole different twist on leadership. And that's what I love about you. So, Melissa, um, you and I have been friends for, what, three, four years now? Yes. It's it's actually been long enough that I really don't remember. It feels (laughs) like forever. In a good way. Not a bad way, in a good way. Yeah, it does. It feels like we've known each other, and we probably have, um, for lifetimes and so, Melissa, yes, if, like you would re- if you would remind our audience um, a bit about your background, like how you got to where you are today, what, did you, what, what happened? Well, it's, it's kind of funny that you bring up uh, past ties of victimhood and things like that. I um, actually started seeing spirit at a very, very young age. Um, I think I was about four years old the first time I can remember or have a memory of seeing a spirit and my grandmother was visiting and she always had candy and stuff in her purse every time she came to visit and I would rummage through her purse to get the candy and um, I made her sleep in my bed with me which was very uncomfortable for her I found out later on in life Mm. and um, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw this this spirit girl and it looked like she was in my closet reaching up for the purse and I sat bolt upright in the middle of the night and I yelled, hey, that's mine. Get away from my candy. (laughs) And I woke the whole house up Um, and they all kind of patted me on the head and said, you know, no one's getting your candy. Go back to sleep kind of a thing. (laughs) Um, And that was a happy childhood memory um, with spirit. And all my childhood memories with spirit were very happy ones. Whereas the reality of my life was a very unhappy one. My mother um, and father never married. Um, they never actually had a relationship uh, other than that one time when I was conceived. And um, she remarried probably the most horrible man on the planet, and he was abusive on every possible level you could imagine. And so these spirit people to me were uh, were friends. Mm-hmm. They were... Um, my imaginary friends, for lack of a better term. And uh, they they kind of were there for me when no one else was or could be there for me. This grandmother was like the light at, in my life. Like I knew that at least 
if one person in the world loved me, then I was okay. But I also had these spirit people as well. And um, so as I grew up into an adult, I knew that this uh, ability was always there with me. I had no clue what to do with it, really, or, or how to use it. And that came later, uh, later in my 20s when my mentor showed up into my life in a also very funny way. And um, she and I have been working together ever since. And she trained me on how to actually communicate with these spirits rather than just, um, you know, have them willy-nilly around me. And she also taught me um, how to use my empath abilities, my psychic abilities, as well as my mediumship. And most important, how to protect myself. So once I went through all that training, I realized that my soul's purpose really was to use these abilities that I'd had so strongly my whole life to help other people and specifically, I mean, I help everybody, but specifically other people who were in those victim situations such as I was as a child. And one of the most important things that I believe I learned through this whole process in my lifetime was the fact that if I had been uh, spoiled by my grandmother, because I was for part of my childhood, uh, my whole life, it would not have made the same impact on my life as living with the abuse for as long as I had lived inside of that environment. It actually was really a a really important part of creating the person that Melissa Bruce is, Mm -hmm. even more so it was really an intricate part of what makes the heavy metal psychic the heavy metal psychic. So these days, I look back on those days with gratitude. Um, I do look back on that man with forgiveness um, to a certain extent. I still don't like him and I obviously wouldn't sit down and and be friends with him. Um, Mm -hmm. But without him, things would be a lot different now. So I am very grateful to him for the lessons that he taught me. And Melissa, that's Uh, one of the things that that we talk a lot about is that those wounds, while they don't define you, they do have a place in your life to bring you to where you are today. Would, Would you agree with that? I agree with that 100%. And one of the things that I'm seeing the most in the world right now with my clientele as as well as just in the world in general is that we all have a choice to be a victim or a survivor. And a lot of the time, people choose to be a victim. And the reason is because most of the time, people don't realize that we do have a choice. So I see, you know, two very different types of people. In fact, I have a sister, and she and I are like night and day. You would not even believe when I would say this is my sister, you would be like, no, she she can't possibly be your sister because she is a victim Mm -hmm. and chooses to be a victim and knows that she's making this choice now, obviously, because she's had access to the same people that I have to help her through this. And... um the victims, I, I really feel that oftentimes uh, we get to a point where we're victims for so long that mm-hmm. we don't know any other way. And I was very blessed in having the ability to be able to understand, even, you know, as a teenage, a teenager or, or early 20s before I met my mentor, that 
this was not the mentality I wanted to live with. Some somehow I had to get through or work through these um, <clears throat> these issues because I didn't want to be uh, afraid of going back to that place that I lived in, which is uh, Hollywood in Southern California, a real fun place to go. Yeah, uh, simply because I was a victim of this person and today I love going to Los Angeles and Hollywood I just you know why would you it now it doesn't make sense to me logically why would you be afraid of a place mm-hmm. going because of one person out of all the people that are there that you might run into that one person it just it, logically it doesn't make any sense so I was I was very blessed in having this inner knowing of knowing that I needed to go down there I needed to force myself to go down there I needed to go to the places that I had the bad memories at and, and, and sit there within those bad memories and just let them, let them out. I, I even stood in front of this apartment building and these ladies were just sobbing and crying. And these ladies were like, are you okay? Do you want to come in? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Just leave me alone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, they were like, okay, fine. Crazy lady over here. Um, but it was like, it was just so liberating to be able to let all of these, these horrible memories out standing in front of this building and then just say, okay, this, this memory doesn't control me anymore. And I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. It was, it was pretty amazing. And Melissa, we, we talked uh, over the weekend about um, individuals who work with uh, wounds work and what a challenge that can be. Why is it so difficult to work with clients who have wounds and really help them to heal? I think the biggest difficulty in that, and I understand this being that I, I lived that part of it too, um, is that when you are revisiting those wounds, it's hard. It, you know, we say, leave the past in the past. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that to a certain extent. But, <coughs> pardon me, when it comes to these very deep wounds, um, it's important to revisit them. It's important to understand, um, to embrace the feelings of those wounds in order to let them go. Um, because we can't let them go until we understand and embrace and understand why on an inner child level we're still carrying this wound around. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's less important about the adult healing and more important that the inner child heals or that part of yourself in the past has the opportunity to heal. The difficulty in this is that most people don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And either they feel that they're fine and they don't need to, which was something that I had said myself um, to my own mentor one time. The other reason is because um, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of funny to me and doesn't really make sense, but it does at the same time. They would, it's just like having a toothache. Mm-hmm. If your tooth hurts a little bit, you can ignore it and you know that there's an infection. You know the tooth needs to come out, but you can ignore it because it's, it's, it's only a little bit. It is only until that wound becomes so powerfully painful that you cannot do anything before most people will say, okay, I'm done with this, pull the dang tooth out. Right. So if that person is not at that level where the toothache is so bad, they're crying and they want it out, most people will avoid it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, And I, 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 so, yeah, I so agree with that. And and 
I think it's it's very tender work that you're doing, um, especially around wounds and abuse and and that kind of thing. But I, one one of the things that I I thought was interesting uh, when you were four, you saw spirit, um, and is that common? Because I hear uh, many people say, you know, when I was when I was a, a child, you know, four or five, whatever, I had invisible friends. You know, we set a ta- you know, we set a place setting for them, and you know, they they were you know they came to bed with me. I love the fact that they were stealing candy out of your grandmother's purse. Um, is it common for children to have this experience, or is is it really uncommon? I think it's actually pretty common, and the reason why, if you look at it from a from a psychological point of view, is that these children are looking for anybody that will listen to them, mm-hmm. will pay attention to them, or love them, um, which of course translates into adulthood pretty much in the same way. Um, but as a child, we don't have that that logical, this isn't supposed to be kind mm-hmm. of a mentality, we're just wide open to the possibility of anything. doesn't matter what it is. So I think it's very common for children to, um, in an abused situation, to have imaginary friends or see spirit because they're, in a way, creating a different reality from the reality that they're actually living in. Mm-hmm. And it's a reality that's more comfortable for them um, and and it's a reality that, in many ways, for a lot of these kids, is what saves them from further damage as an adult. Okay, um, it's interesting because I I I was an only child, and I also had a an invisible friend. And you know, when I look back on it, I, I don't necessarily see it as abuse, but there was a lot of verbal um, negatives that came out of um, my grandmother. Um, through most of my formative years, and I, th- I think that's where the invisible child came from. She was somebody who one was like the sisters that everyone else had, and I didn't. And she was someone to protect me from uh, my grandmother. So um, I understand. And I guess the question then is, why do they go away? Because we well, become logical. For me, they. They, they went away, it depends. It's, it's a case-by-case basis, and I've talked to a lot of different clients who, um, who sometimes they go away, sometimes they don't. Um, they go away for various different reasons, one of the biggest ones being that usually when kids go to school and they see that other kids don't do this and don't see these things, then, you know, it becomes wrong right. um, because the other kids aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. And when we're children, that's really important to you know, regardless of what kind of child you are, I'm an Aquarian woman. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. But as a child, it was a different <laughs> story. You're outcast yeah. if you're not like everybody else. So um, in some cases, it's that. In some cases, uh, the parents are, you know, the kid, the child would be vocalizing that they're seeing these things and the parent thinks that there's something wrong with it. So they put them into counseling or something like that. And sometimes it's just, the child decides they don't want to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did make that decision and thought, you know, I just want to go and be a human girl now that I'm with my grandmother and I can do whatever I want and I'm, I have that love here. I don't really need spirit. Um, that doesn't mean that they weren't there uh, and that they weren't helping me uh, 
steered clear of certain uh, situations and things that I didn't have any right to be in. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize that they were doing that until much, much later, looking back. Um, I can see where there were certain situations in my life that were uh, avoided, not by me, but by circumstance, if that makes okay. sense. So, Melissa, so, do, do we really as individuals have to work through these past emotional traumas in order to use uh, psychic abilities or mediumship or even just your intuition? Okay, no, you don't. However, <laughs> I've met a couple of people in this business who uh, who have refused to work through these these issues, and one of those people is is a perfect example of this. And she taught me a lot just by uh, observing her. And uh, she went through a lot of abuse as a child. She refused to revisit it. Didn't think that the going back and healing the inner child was at all important. She just wanted to forget about it. And the result of this was that this person who ran a business and ran this whole chat room where we uh, taught classes and did reading sessions and helped a lot of people, at least twice a year she would disappear for a month at a time and she'd have a meltdown and she'd go off and do, you know, these crazy things and then she'd, you know, hope that nobody uh, knew what was going on. But we're training psychics and mediums for crying out loud. I mean... You know, one of the biggest things about, you know, training in psychic and empathy is you pick up images of what's going on with living people. You feel the energy. You feel that something is off. And for students, it's really confusing. So, of course, they're going to ask a lot of questions. And then she would come back after her meltdown, and then people would be asking her if she was all right. And then she would come back and get mad at the rest of us who were running the site because we obviously said something. And so the bottom line is this woman continues this pattern to this day. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't have any contact with her anymore. But she continued that pattern for the five years that I knew her. And so what that says to me, she had some brilliant ideas about retreats, about uh, psychics on wheels, about all different kinds of business ventures that she would always start but never finish. And if it and Melissa, I'm gonna right away. Melissa, I'm gonna stop you right there because we need to break for our audience, and we'll come back and we'll finish this topic. And while we're gone, I want you to think about audience. um, You know, what wounds are you carrying around that perhaps you haven't healed yet, and are really impacting your leadership ability? And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas, 
That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with Linda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dream with Linda.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm here with Melissa Bruce, the heavy metal psychic and one of my favorite people to be around. Um, She has been an active medium and astrologer for over 10 years and a spiritual mentor for just under that same 10-year period. Melissa, welcome back. Thank you. And you had a couple of things you wanted to sort of close out from the uh, previous segment. Yeah, so I was just talking about uh, somebody that was in this psychic mediumship business that uh, did not address her old wounds. And the result of that, in a nutshell, is um, she had um, a lot of very deep emotional patterns. She, She really could not work through. She didn't have the tools to work through those things. And one of the other things that I wanted to address, too, is being in this business, she also, because she held those old uh, wounds, uh, was very competitive. And in a business that's so, quote-unquote, spiritual, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, as, as we're rising above these, you know, we're never going to not be human. That's just not right. possible. But as we're learning to grow and be better individuals, she was very competitive and, you know, would, would attack other mediums if they became favorites on the site and different things like that. And so she was a perfect example to me at the time um, when I was working and learning, because we're, we're doing both all the time, that if you don't address these old wounds, this is the, uh, the result of that. So 
No, you don't. The answer to the question is, no, you don't have to address your old wounds in order to tap into these uh, abilities that every single one of us has, by the way. However, if you want to use them properly, if you want to use them to their full benefit, and most importantly, if you're working with people that... Um, will trigger these wounds within you because they have the same wounds, mm-hmm. chances are you're going to be more successful if you've already addressed those wounds within yourself first. Otherwise, there is no way that I would be able to work with people who were abused as children. It yeah, it's, would be it's, too emotionally uh, draining for me. Right. It's the whole physician heal thyself um, kind of thing. And you yes, answered one of my questions. Absolutely. Would, which was, can everyone use or have these abilities, or is it only certain special people? And you said everyone has yeah. them. So how does someone yeah. um, access, access them? Well, the easiest way is to call someone like myself. <laughs> because <laughs> I actually, between my mentor and myself, we still work together. Um, and I teach... Um, mediumship development and personal and spiritual development. And this personal and spiritual development is the beginnings of gathering those tools to be able to work through those, um, those wounds. And she will teach, she teaches classes on empath and psychic development. So Mm -hmm. the two of us together pretty much cover all three of the abilities that we normally would talk about. And so, um, that would be, I would say, the, the best way to do it. There are other ways, of course. There's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of information on YouTube. I have some information on YouTube. I will have more um, coming up here pretty soon. Um, uh-huh. But there's a lot of different ways. I think a mentor is best, though, because a mentor can work with you personally with the, the, the way that you work with these abilities. It's definitely the easiest way to go, I feel. So, Melissa, how do all of these different abilities work with intuition? All of these abilities are what drives your intuition. Okay. So intuition is like the first step towards understanding that you're connected to something outside of yourself. When you feel that pull towards something or you feel repelled by a certain person, um, the problem is, is that as human beings, we're, we're logical and emotional beings, and that logic and emotion is part of intuition. Mm-hmm. And we, as humans, use these two things, and we don't use it correctly at, mm-hmm. at all. Our emotions are very powerful tools. Our logic is a very powerful tool. But we let both of these things kind of sort of take off and go willy-nilly in all different kinds of directions. So when we feel, say, repelled by somebody, we meet somebody and we just get that creepy vibe from them, the mm-hmm. first thing that we go to is, I want to know why, because I don't want to be judgmental. <laughs> and since right. I don't want to be judgmental, well, then I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, believe what this person is saying. And then six months down the road, you realize <laughs> that your intuition was correct. You should have avoided this person. Right. So... Um, that all three of the abilities kind of drive that. And when you feel that feeling from another living person, that is more of a psychic empath connection Mm -hmm. rather than mediumship. Although it could be given to you by spirit, which would then make it mediumship, if that makes sense. 
Okay, so we're ta- we were talking about mediumship and psychic ability, and there was a third one. What was the third one? Empathy. Empathy is um, a very powerful ability that everybody has to a certain level. And what empathy is, is in a way it's using all six of your senses to be able to connect, whether you're connecting with the living or the dead. It works in both realms. And with empathy, the best way that I can describe empathy is a lot of people, I meet a lot of people who uh, avoid places like Walmart and uh, big grocery stores and festivals because the amount of people is just too overwhelming for them. Right. They don't know why. They just are like, I can't be with all these people. And so um, we're going to talk about the ground and bubble. This is usually the example that I use for grounding and bubbling. What we don't realize as an empath is that we're picking up feelings, we're picking up uh, physical pains, we're picking up thought processes from all these people around us. We're sponging it in. Mm-hmm. And by the time we're done at Walmart, we walked in there perfectly fine. By the time we're done, we have a headache. Um, we're overthinking something that we had no idea we were thinking about in the first place. Um, we're feeling anxiety. We can't figure out why. And because we're saying gosh, why do I have this headache? The minute you say that, you just owned it. So it becomes yours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed so to leaving it with them. People do this willy-nilly without realizing that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And logically, of course, what do we do? We avoid those places so we don't have to feel that anymore. Right. Um, so, Melissa, one one other question. As a leader, how can I use these abilities, empathy, um, psychic ability, mediumship, to really inspire my team and to um, realize my vision as well as helping them realize theirs? Mediumship is, uh, I'm going to start with mediumship first because that's, I mean, I, I use all three, but I'm, I'm so connected with my guides on a regular basis and I have about 10 to 15 people in the family, in spirit, around me at any given time. In fact, it gets real hot in this garage sometimes because it's crowded <laughs> in here. Um, they give me powerful ideas and powerful tools and powerful messages to just, you know, uh, get where I need to go. Uh, the problem is, is that half the time I don't like that idea, so I don't do it. Um, and I get in my own way. <coughs> the psychic and empathy comes in also because empathy is your best defense mechanism. Uh, you can tell if somebody's lying to you. You can feel the words and understand what's behind somebody's words. So if you're standing in front of somebody who's everything that they say sounds great, but you just feel like something is off about them. This will tell you, obviously, people lie. Mm-hmm. They, they, they lie all the time, right? Your empathy right. can tell you whether that person is being honest or not. So all of these abilities work beautifully in, in leadership because for me, once I, I go into a situation using all of these abilities <coughs> at once, um, it keeps me clear, it keeps me focused, it keeps me um, aware of my environment and what's going on. I'm aware of what's behind certain things when certain people are talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can help me pick and choose the people that actually deserve me. I actually got rid of one that didn't deserve me over the weekend. Yes. Um, because 
as an empath, I'm, I'm, I'm not just only feeling what she's going through. I'm also feeling how I'm reacting to it. And when I mm-hmm. get frustrated because I feel cornered by somebody who's being uh, really, really, really rude to me, that tells me, that emotion tells me that this is obviously not somebody that I need to be working with. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to say, okay, you know what? I'm cutting this cord and I'm mm-hmm. done with you. If you want a free reading, there's about 25 million free reading groups on Facebook. Go take your chances in one of those. If you want a reading from me, you're going to have to pay for it. That's right. my rule. Well, so, I think too, yeah, and, and Melissa, I think too, one of the key things that you mentioned is the fact that empathy uses all six senses. And when you, when you define a vision and where you're going, you use those senses in order to embed that into your psych, um, subconscious. So you're already using your empathy just when you create the vision, much less when you actually begin realizing it and making things happen and that kind of thing, right? You absolutely are. And most people don't even realize that they're using their own empathy in mm-hmm. those situations. When most people think of empathy that are untrained, okay, mm-hmm. they think of going to Walmart and being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So empathy has a really bad reputation because it can be very emotionally and physically overwhelming for anybody. It can be emotionally and physically overwhelming for me. However, I protect myself. So because I protect myself, I'm not picking up all that stuff. I walk into Walmart and I say, hey, I am buying milk. I want to buy milk. I don't want to connect with anybody. I want to get my milk, buy it, (laughs) and that's what I do. Um, What it it reminds me of as an empath is an old Star Trek. I mean, one of the original Star Trek uh, episodes, there was uh, a woman who was an empath and she absorbed the emotions and all that from other people. And it, it always seemed yeah. like it hurt her and, um, and that kind of thing. And what you're saying is if, if you are protected, which we'll talk about in the next segment, um, it doesn't have to be like that. And, again, you, you no, um, speak not. directly like this is, this is why I'm going into Walmart. This is what I'm going to get. And I'm not connecting. Uh, and that helps right. you to be clear and safe. It helps me to be clear and safe. Uh, it helps me to stay focused. It also, uh, <clears throat> when I'm protected, it helps me to contain my own energy. People react mm-hmm. in very weird ways to my energy <laughs> for various different reasons. And people don't realize this. One of those ways is that I have a tendency to be followed by men a lot. Mm, and okay. I'm not looking for that kind of attention at all. But with their, and I'm not dressed in that way. I don't ever dress in that way. What they are picking up is the relationship that I have with my husband. They're drawn to it and they want it. Wonderful. So it's also, you know, you're projecting your own energy out there too. So people are going to, empaths always have this curse of everybody wants to talk to them and tell them their life story. Mm-hmm. Again, I just want milk. I don't want to <laughs> talk to you right now. I'm not in that mind frame, um, you know, in this moment. You know, when I'm working and I'm on and I'm at a booth, I'm in the mind frame. Go ahead and come talk to me. Right. But if I'm not, I don't. So I have mm-hmm. very strong boundaries on that. 
Okay. We have a few minutes before our next break, and I, I wanted to ask you about astrology and the tarot and how those help uh, in using these abilities. So astrology and tarot are really tools that go with mediumship, psychic, and empathy. Those abilities come through in in those readings. So, um, and it, it, the funny thing about astrology is, uh, the first the first thing that I realized was difficult being an astrologer was doing a horoscope based on your own sign. Of course, <laughs> being an Aquarius, I want my horoscope to be good every single week, right? Right, absolutely. In actuality, my grandmother in spirit, who helped teach me um, astrology when I was learning, she helped explain certain things to me, is really the one writing the horoscope. Not me, oh, okay. and that keeps me pure once I get to my horoscope, so that it um, it is what it is and not what I want it to be. Again, it doesn't matter how much I've trained; I'm a human being. A human ego is going to try and sneak its way in there whenever you know, willy nilly, whenever it wants to. So, um, really, uh, the mediumship, psychic, and empathy is is a complement to it. When I sit down and do uh, an actual birth chart for somebody. I use all three of these abilities. As an empath, I get into this person. I can see things from their point of view and feel things how they would feel them. And it always makes for a much better reading because it is, it, it's, it's about as personal as you can get. Mm-hmm. The tarot, to me, is not as in-depth as doing a mediumship reading or an astrology reading, but... With the tarot, what it does is it points you in a specific direction. So, for instance, with the 13-card tarot for the year, each card represents something that you're going to be dealing with during that month. And it could be uh, you get some money. It could be that you lose some money. It could be that uh, we talked about the tower card the other day. The tower card Mm -hmm. is never good. doesn't matter what position it's in. Something, something's going to shake things up a bit yep. in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> usually to get your attention, right? Yes, so yes, and, and it has. what that does is it just, it gives you one specific thing to focus on, and then the mediumship, psychic, and empathability gives you a little bit more detail around that particular card, if that makes sense. Okay, and with that, we're going to take a a short break. And audience, while we're on this break, I'd really like you to think about when have you used your empathy, used your intuition, and really gotten some fantastic results from it and want to know more. And we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda 
at dare to dream with lynda.com that's lynda at dare the number two dream with lynda.com have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, lead with Linda.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm here with Melissa Bruce, the heavy metal psychic, and we're talking about uh, abilities and how to use those with leadership, um, how to really um, ground yourself so that you're protected, especially in uh, in the empathy portion of it, where um, if, you, if you've ever walked into Walmart or any of the big box stores and really kind of freaked out. I have a client who um, was like that. Um, she was also claustrophobic. So we'd go to like the Lafayette Art and Wine Festival and we had to go early in the morning when there were crowds weren't there because by the afternoon, she was literally in a panic stage um, because of all the people mm-hmm. around her. Um, so I, I appreciate that a whole lot. And she was also, uh, I want to say, very psychic, very intuitive and that kind of thing. I don't know that she was ever actually trained per se, um, but that's a whole other story we could get into. Um, one of the things that uh, one of the questions that you asked me to ask you, and I'm I'm curious, is what's this thirteenth sign, and because of it, is my <laughs> sign really going to change? Yeah, what is that all about? Okay, so this pops up willy nilly every couple of years or so on Facebook. I get this question all the time. You know, this actually happened in the seventies. It's not even something that happened that was new. And there's a 14th sign as well now since <gasps> the 70s. That no. is tropical astrology. And tropical astrology um, is all about what constellation the sun is in when you're born. 
regular Western astrology, which is what most people looking at their horoscopes in the newspaper are actually looking at is, is basic Western astrology, mm-hmm. is what sign is the sun in per the calendar year? And with Western astrology, the chart is made up so that it follows the seasons. So the cardinal signs of Cancer, Libra, um, oh gosh, what are the other ones? Um, Capricorn and uh, Aries all start when the season changes. So we just had the first day of fall where we, we had the autumnal equinox. The mm-hmm. sun left Virgo on that day and moved into Libra on that day. So you cannot add a 13th or 14th sign to Western astrology. It would throw everything completely off balance. In tropical astrology, this is a whole different ball game. And they did, because things move in space over time, we have now two extra constellations. And all the signs are named after these constellations. So we're not talking about, in the astrology that we normally follow, we're not Mm -hmm. talking about the sun being in the constellation. We're talking about the time of year that the sun happens to be in those signs because they all change on the same day every single year to complete the calendar year, if that makes sense. So if you come across it, disregard it. Your sign isn't changing unless you happen to be following tropical astrology, which most of us don't. And tropical astrology would be like in the Caribbean? No, it's just a different no. form of astrology. Just, okay. You know, like you got Chinese astrology. A, a lot of different uh, cultures have different forms of astrology. Tropical okay. astrology is just one of those. Um, but it's basic Western astrology is what we all normally follow throughout the world with the exception of, I think, Chinese astrology would be the, the second most popular. Right. And I, I've had my <laughs> Chinese astrology done, and it's fascinating um, because there are... It is. Yes, you, it is. You, you literally have four animals, not just the one that um, you know most most common, which is your year animal, but there's also one for the month, the day, and the hour that you were born. And those all have mm-hmm. different impacts, but... That's not the world that you're working on, so we will not discuss that today. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I started to and was like, okay, I'm confused, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> it's very I, complicated. I figured I put so much time into the Western astrology, I didn't have time left for anything else. But Right. Well, and I, I bless Kathleen Zemanski for being such a fantastic um, Chinese astrology feng shui master that she understands all that and can bring it down to... Um, lay people's terms such that we can understand and actually work with it, which is awesome. Because otherwise, right. you're right. right. It's, it, and of course, it's in Chinese characters and Chinese um, language, and which doesn't necessarily always translate, which she's done a brilliant job of, of making that happen in the last couple of years. And I so bless her for that. Um, so, Melissa, you have a free gift for our audience. Would you share that with them, please? I do, actually. Um, I am offering now the 13-card reading for 2019. And um, this is actually a reading that I've been doing for the past six, seven years. It's extremely popular. I have people begging me to give it to them already in March because they're, they loved their, their one at the end of the year. They just want to keep looking forward into all the years. <laughs> don't do that. 
No. I only offer it from September to the very last day of December. You have until December 31st to at midnight Pacific time to get your order in. After that, I don't take any more orders for it. Um, and what the 13 card uh, tarot for 2019 is, there is a card for each month of the year. The 13th card basically gives us an overall uh, outlook of what the year is going to bring you. So it could be the main lesson for the year. It could be your main focus for the year. Um, it'll tell us if your main focus is business or uh, maybe personal goals, different things like that. And uh, one of the things that people love so much about the 13 Cartel for the year is um, I actually have a, had a lot of people read through theirs before the year and go, well, I don't think that this is going to happen. <laughs> um, I've had one that's argued with me every single year I have sent it to her. And then halfway through the year, she says, I just don't understand how you know all this stuff. Um, and I said, well, I don't know anything really, but (laughs) I'm glad it's working for you. Um, she's also had one, she was one of my first, uh, clients for this reading six, seven years ago. She's had one every single year since she's the first one to get her order in every year. Um, so to me, it's a, it's a wonderful planning tool. You're, Mm -hmm. um, if you're planning out your year, your goals, what you want to do, you see uh, which of the months of the year are your powerful months, which ones you're going to have some difficulties. So obviously you want to focus on getting through those challenges and not trying to ignore them, you know, to focus on your success. Mm-hmm. And um, there's all, uh, I add all kinds of advice and tidbits to get around these things, to work with these energies, um, because, the, of course, the psychic mediumship and empathy comes in to the reading as well. So I have, I do believe, a discount on that reading for the listeners of the show. I think you might have um, that as well, yes. Um, and Yes. And I, I have but to be... I do believe uh, the, fir- the free gift is the first person that messages me on the Heavy Metal Psychic on Facebook gets a free reading. Or get, gets this reading email to them for free. Right, and I, you also I had what it was. a free half hour of a sun moon rising astrology reading for the first person. Oh yes, okay, yes, that's the one. I got confused because that's I okay. I, I offered the thirteen card reading last time, but yes, the first person to message me on my uh, heavy metal psychic Facebook page, all you have to do is type in the heavy metal psychic. There is only one. And that would be me, um, and message me, and I will do a free uh, sun, moon, and rising reading for you. Right. So, audience, I strongly encourage you to be that first person and get that reading. The other thing I encourage is is to check out the 13-card tarot reading for the year. I can tell you that it's been beneficial for me in when I plan my launches for the year, when I sort of sit and hibernate because the month is... Um, not necessarily on the positive side. Um, this month, as Melissa mentioned, um, the tower was the card that she drew for me, and all she she could say is, "Yeah, we're gonna have problems." This month. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, and and you know, I've had one small fender bender, and then I, as I as I told you when I saw you over the weekend, I fell flat on my face. And right. did not break anything. So, in a, but it definitely got my attention. And because of that, I did want to um, talk about 
grounding, centering, and bubbling, because I think that is a piece that I had not done um, that morning, and I now know why I do it. Um, could we? Uh, we've got only about three minutes left. If you could do a quick read on grounding, centering, and bubbling, or at least tell people where they can go to get your YouTube video. Well, I'll do a little bit of both. So I am on YouTube under the uh, the Heavy Metal Psychic. If you um, just plug that into YouTube, you'll see my uh, my videos on there. Grounding, bubbling, and centering is one of them. There's two different videos. One's really old. It looks horrible. Please go and look at the new one. Okay. But I left the old one there for a developmental reason. Grounding and bubbling is... <laughs> basically connecting with Mother Earth energy or universal energy in order to cleanse yourself, replenishing new energy with used-up energy throughout the day. And believe it or not, we actually use energy when we're sleeping because we're more connected to spirit when we're sleeping than we are when we're awake. We're connected to our subconscious, and that's where all the spirit magic happens. So it's important to ground and bubble right before you go to sleep, and it's also really important to ground and bubble right when you wake up, and usually about midday. So the grounding part is connecting with that white light energy. The bubble is created with this white light energy as you're connecting to it, and it basically establishes an energy space for you. You have your energy space. Nobody is allowed in that energy space. Their energy is not allowed in this energy space. And it establishes that you are, basically what you're saying is, I don't want to pick up anybody's energy. I just want to go in and buy my milk, and then I want to leave (laughs) and move on with my life. Now, I do this technique at least 10 times a day. Every time I connect with any person at all, including radio shows, I'm grounding and bubbling. And the most important people I ground and bubble around are my own family because mm-hmm. we are so emotionally connected to our children, our husbands, our parents, all these people that we automatically are going to go to this worry place with them. Mm-hmm. So we're automatically going to pick up on what's bothering them. And we cannot help them if we are inside of them feeling what they're feeling. I learned this the hard way, so I do know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so the ground and bubble is, I, I think, for every single person on the planet, all it is is a quick, literally one-minute-long meditation that you can do to get yourself refocused, to get your energy contained and cleared out, to, um, to be able to keep everybody else's energy out of your space. And you may feel it a little bit, but you're not taking it in. You're just feeling it just enough to understand where that person is coming from. And then that's it. You know, you, you walk away from it. You don't take it home with you. And um, I, I have not met a person in the 10 years that I've been doing this that has not benefited from a good grounded bubble. Fantastic, Melissa. Thank you so very, very much for, for giving us that and letting people know that they can find that in on YouTube under the Heavy Metal Psychic. And I want to thank you, Melissa, so very much for being here with us today. It has been a pleasure, as always. And audience... It has. You, thank you so much. And audience, if you'd like additional information about Seeds of a Movement uh, workshop or coaching, please send me an email at linda at 
Dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Also, Leadership Inspirations and The Art of Hurting Cats. And with that, I look forward to hearing from you next week. And until then, please remember to be courageous, dare to lead. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week. 